Coming up on KXAN News at 5, students helping students will tell you about a group of Round Rock teens working to support their classmates experiencing homelessness. And on this first day of early voting, a peek into a hotly contested Hill Country race as incumbents work to fend off a new wave of challengers. And Austin just hit 80 degrees for the first time this year, and this is only the beginning in first warning weather. We do start, though, with an update on the Amber Alert you got on your phone last week. After a five-day search, officials today recovered the body of missing 11-year-old Audrey Cunningham from the Trinity River. Now, this case is now a criminal investigation. Polk County officials say they are issuing a warrant for this man. Don Stephen McDougall, believed to be the last person to have seen Audrey alive. He is in custody on an unrelated felony charge. At this time, we believe the appropriate arrest warrant is going to be for capital murder in the death of Audrey Cunningham. The exact cause of death is still under investigation. Jury selection started today for two former Williamson County Sheriff's deputies facing manslaughter charges for the death of a man in their custody. Now, the deputies are accused of acting recklessly by using a stun gun on Javier Ambler during his arrest after a chase that happened through Williamson County and North Austin. Ambler allegedly told the officers that he had a heart condition before the device was deployed. Now, cameras were not allowed in the courtroom today, but KXN's Mercedes Hernandez was there. She joins us live. Mercedes. Thanks, guys. We did see those two former Williamson County Sheriff's deputies walk in with their lawyers today. That's James Johnson and Zach Camden. Both of them were wearing suits and sat next to defense counsel uh, throughout today's proceedings. Now, just under 100 people showed up for jury duty. Some talk early on from the state asked people how they felt about reality television, what kind of programs they liked to watch, and if they were familiar at all with this case. That's because it's likely that the fact that the deputies were being followed by live PD crews will come up sometime during this trial. Another huge talking point through this first day of selection was how jurors feel about law enforcement in general and if they would believe law enforcement officials that could be called as potential witnesses. Jurors also looked over a list of those potential witnesses to see if they knew or had a relationship with any of them. Some of the people on that list included former and current employees of the Williamson County Sheriff's Office, doctors, as well as members of Ambler's family. Jury selection is expected to continue tomorrow. All right, thank you very much. And going in depth, as Mercedes mentioned, Ambler's arrest was captured on cameras for the now canceled Live PD reality TV show, though the footage never made it to air. It prompted Texas to pass Javier Ambler's law in 2021, banning Texas law enforcement agencies from working or contracting with reality TV shows. Williamson County State Rep James Tellerico introduced the bill back in 2021, and at the time he told KXAN the arresting officers would not have acted as aggressively if they were not being filled by a TV crew. We are just days away from the South Carolina Republican primary with Nikki Haley fighting to stay in the race in her home state. This while both President Biden and former President Trump face growing international criticism. Jay Gray reports. Nikki Haley on the road in her home state four days ahead of the critical South Carolina primary and trailing former President Donald Trump by almost 30 points in a new USA Today Suffolk poll, but promising this is not her last stand. I'm not going anywhere. I'm campaigning every day until the last person votes. Former President Trump, the clear GOP frontrunner, landing in South Carolina and looking for a knockout punch this weekend, launching a new campaign ad accusing Haley of flipping on key issues as governor. You got bad 
that information. But Trump faces questions and criticism of his own with multiple legal issues and opponents blasting his ties to Russian President Vladimir Putin, including comments comparing the sudden death of opposition leader Alexei Navalny to his ongoing legal problems. As President Biden announces new sanctions against Russia. We'll have a major package announced on Friday. But facing backlash on another foreign policy front, frustration growing over the administration's support of Israel's war on Hamas with the death count climbing in Gaza. While back in South Carolina, Haley bluntly questioning the competency of both Biden and Trump. I'll just say it, Biden's too old. In this television spot and on the campaign trail. Times change and so has Trump. He's gotten more unstable and unhinged. The battle for the White House getting a bit muddy ahead of Saturday's primary. Jay Gray, NBC News. Well, more rain and wind for the western United States as an atmospheric river continues to churn over California. Los Angeles has already gotten 75% of its average annual rainfall just this month. And all that rain is triggering landslides and infrastructure concerns. And David, more rain expected in the coming days? Yeah, incredible out there. Meantime, we're kind of insulated by almost a July weather pattern. <laughs> we have kind of a wintertime version of the heat ridge over us, leading to weather like this. Check it out. It is a lake day. If you can afford to do so, maybe take off and head out there. 83 degrees right now on Lake Marble Falls. It is well into the 80s in much of the hill country. And Austin just recorded its first 80-degree day in three months. It was November 20th when we last hit or exceeded 80 degrees. Right now in Austin, we have dropped slightly to 78, 76 in Giddings. But look at this, west of I-35, it is still 85 in San Saba. We had a few thermometers near Mason in Mason County hit 87 earlier today. This is not only the sunshine and the dry air, but a warm south and southwest wind. Still a bit breezy, over 10 miles per hour area-wide. Coming up, we're tracking even windier weather and an extended warm stretch coming. I'll show you how hot we get this week and how long dry weather will stick around. David, thanks very much. It has been about a year since a group of Round Rock ISD students launched a nonprofit to help their peers experiencing homelessness. And now the organization has doubled its efforts to help students and all these families in need. Project Red connects students and families with food, hygiene kits, clothing, and mental health resources. The non Profits leaders say they want to boost their volunteer efforts and fundraising. Really want to get deep down into this issue, get it solved for my friend, for his family, for the entire school. So something like that really just drives me, that motivation. It's not only professional, but personal as well. Now, as of last school year, more than 700 students experienced housing insecurities. We've asked the district for updated numbers for this year. Digital reporter Kelsey Thompson has more on the nonprofit and how you can help online at KXAN.com. An American journalist still in custody abroad. How soon the reporter could be back on U.S. soil. And before you book that trip for spring break, which airline is upping charges for bags? Oh boy, and later <laughs> we're live from a polling location on this first day of early voting, and we're breaking down a highly contested race in the Hill Country. A Russian court today ruled that Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gershkovic will remain in custody while awaiting trial on espionage charges. His lawyers filed an appeal against his detention, rejected by the Moscow city clerk. He will be behind bars until the end of March. That means he'll have spent at least a year in custody after being arrested last March. 
Gershkovic is the first American reporter charged with espionage by Russia since 1986. Both he and the Wall Street Journal deny the allegations, and the U.S. government has declared him wrongfully detained. You might need to budget a little bit more for trips if you're flying American Airlines. The airline announced they will charge a $35 fee for customers who check a first bag in advance online. That's a $5 increase from the previous fee, and it's now a $40 fee to check the bag at the airport. It's the first time the airline has increased baggage fees, we're told, since 2018. Well, the polls are open for early voting. Up next, that highly contested Hill Crunchy race and who the governor is throwing his support behind. Lace Travis and Buchanan holding steady today. Lake Travis actually warmed up one degree due to the 80 degree plus temperatures. What we have in front of us is one of the warmest late February stretches we've ever recorded. That's next in your forecast. Republican voters in Texas now have some intra-party squabbles to resolve during the primary election. Some incumbents are fending off challengers for seats in the Texas House. KXN's Will Dupree joins us live from a polling location in BK with a look at one of those hotly contested races in the Hill Country. Will. Yeah, Daniel and Britt, we are standing directly across from Bee Cave City Hall, this polling location, which is surrounded by campaign signs that you see right behind me here, sits in a solid Republican Texas House District. And the two leading candidates are a freshman incumbent looking for her second term and a former lawmaker who'd like to return to the Capitol. On the first day of early voting, Governor Greg Abbott made a big show of support for Representative Ellen Troxclair. I need you to go vote. After firing up the crowd and taking photos, the two Republicans even went to vote together. The governor is campaigning across the state for candidates who back his efforts to let families use public dollars to pay for private education. I know that I can count on Ellen uh, to support uh, not just uh, the agenda that I'm trying to work on, but most importantly, she supports the agenda of her constituents. Troxclair says she'd keep pushing for school choice if voters send her back to the Capitol. We have got to make sure that we, the, ta the taxpayers and leaders, are doing what is required of us to get those children to a place where they're set up to succeed in life. The race is over the sprawling House District 19, which spans west of Austin to Burnett and Fredericksburg. Troxclair is like other Republicans whose vote to impeach Attorney General Ken Paxton unearthed a primary challenger. I think the impeachment vote just took it over the top. And I said, I, I, we have to make a change. Kyle Biederman retired as a state rep two years ago and now is mounting a political comeback. I couldn't sit home and let somebody part of the Austin swamp that lives in Austin represent not only me, but my constituents. It's a duty and I really care about my constituents. Both candidates listed the border as well as water issues as some of their top priorities. And now voters must decide who's best to take those on and represent the Hill Country. There is a third Republican candidate in this House primary. His name is Manny Campos, and unfortunately he was unable to talk to us today about this story and be featured in it. Now, on the Democratic side, voters have a choice there, too. There are currently two candidates vying for that party's nomination in this same race. Reporting live in BK, Will Dupree, KXAN News. Great reporting, Will. Thanks very much for that. And remember, KXAN is your local election headquarters. We have a voter guide on KXAN.com with everything you need to know before you cast your vote, including what you'll see on the ballot, sample ballots, and where to vote. Find it all under this story at KXAN.com.
first warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, here we are in February and it feels more like spring break. The uh, sun's getting a little stronger. The temperatures are rising. Just a beautiful week we've got in front of us. Austonian weather cam looking sunny and even warmer than yesterday. 24 hour change plus 10 plus 12. That means it's noticeably warmer than it was at this time yesterday. Translating that to actual numbers, it is 85 right now in Mason and in Richland Springs. I told you earlier, but we've had several LCRA thermometers near Mason on the Llano River at 87 degrees this afternoon. It's in the 80s as well, up and down the Highland Lakes, 83 in Kingsland, 82 degrees in Marble Falls. In the metro area, plenty of us did at least hit, if not top 80 today. We made it to 80 in Austin. Now we're down to 78, 77 at the airport, still sitting at 80 degrees in Lakeway, east of 35. We've been a little bit cooler this afternoon, 76 in Giddings, still 80 though right now in Dale. Beautiful sunshine and nice dry air still in place across the state. We showed you earlier at the top of the broadcast a big California storm, yet another uh, flood concern and huge snowmaker for the Sierra Nevada mountains. This storm, sometimes when we show you these on the west coast, we say, yeah, 36 hours, 48 hours from now, it's going to slam into us. That ain't the case this time, and here's why. Low pressure there, but a fair weather high pressure, kind of like a heat dome that we get in the summer, insulating us from any incoming storms. This means over the next couple of days, this thing tries to head our way, but it just bounces off, deflected by this ridge of high pressure in place. This means not only do we stay dry and warm, as we would if this were over us, but having a storm pass by to the north plays with our wind direction a little bit, and by Wednesday and especially Thursday, as the storm departs, Southwest winds locally are going to be feeding into that departing storm. That is a very warm wind for us. So that storm missing us is actually making us even hotter than we would otherwise be. So here's what that all leads to. Over the next couple of days, more afternoons like today. Tomorrow morning, we're comfortable, upper 50s, lower 60s. Tomorrow afternoon, though, the 80s generally out in the hill country, but some areas just as warm as today, lower and mid 80s, while the rest of us are generally in the upper 70s. On Thursday, though, even Austin gets in on that southwest or west wind. This means temperatures shoot up area-wide, with again the warmest day of the year so far, 86 Thursday afternoon in San Marcos and 85 from Austin to Bastrop a couple days from now. Tonight's forecast, a little bit warmer and a little bit more moisture. That's going to mean more widespread low clouds and fog developing starting around midnight. We wake up at 58. A lot of the day tomorrow is going to be gray, maybe until lunchtime in Austin. After that, though, sunshine comes out, gusty and warm south-southwest winds up to 30 miles an hour. That'll boost temperatures awfully close to 80 degrees in town. Then we get a sunnier day with dry west winds on Thursday. That's going to boost us to 85 degrees in Austin, far from a record high, which is up in the 90s. After that, a dry cool front only drops temperatures a little bit Friday heading into the weekend. And what you see in front of us could be the third warmest stretch ever recorded in late February in Austin as dry weather continues for at least another week. Thanks so much, David, and a historic birth for a North Texas zoo. How vets brought a baby gorilla into the world. Tonight, New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu joins Chris to talk Nikki Haley's determination and the fight for the GOP presidential nomination. Does she have what it takes to win over voters in this primary and beyond? Tonight on Cuomo, starting at 8 Eastern. And tomorrow, a News Nation exclusive. Because they got word that I was going to be doing another interview with News Nation, but that was their way of trying to intimidate me.
Todd Chrisley from Behind Bars. The alleged retaliation for speaking is true. Banfield tomorrow, only on News Nation. To find News Nation, go to joinnn.com. Well, the Fort Worth Zoo is celebrating their newest arrival, a baby gorilla called Jamila. And her birth is making history. Allie Spilliard spoke with the vets who made it happen. Six weeks post-birth, Sakani is back on habitat at the Fort Worth Zoo. Just so perfect. Nearby zookeepers are caring for baby Jamila, who's thriving after being born nearly a month early in historic fashion. Sakani is a 33-year-old gorilla in our troop. And she was pregnant for the fourth time. And she's been an excellent mom before. She's never had any complications. Um, but in early January, the keepers noted she started holding her head. And that can be a sign of a headache in a gorilla. Associate veterinarian Dr. Sarah Canizzo says Sakani was suffering from preeclampsia, a condition that's life-threatening without an emergency C-section. But though well-versed in the animal world, Canizzo had never performed a cesarean. So she called OBGYN Jamie Irwin, who's delivered hundreds of human babies, but never a primate. Definitely a first for me. This is a once in a lifetime, I'm guessing. And within two days, they assembled a team of both human and animal experts to safely bring Jamila into the world with her 200 plus pound mom under anesthesia. What was amazing and beautiful is that Sakani's anatomy is exactly the same as my human patients. Very few differences. Her pelvis is slightly more narrow than a human pelvis, but the steps of the cesarean were exact. A neonatologist was on site to help zoo staff stabilize the baby and ensure her lungs were strong enough to survive. Oh, such a relief. It was a pins and needles until we knew that she was doing better and it looked like, you know, she was going to make it. For the first time in the zoo's 115-year history, a C-section was to thank for boosting the gorilla population. It's a huge responsibility. I love it, but it is, it's a huge responsibility. They are critically endangered in the wild, so every birth matters, every birth counts. Without a traditional birth, Canizzo says they fear Sakani didn't develop the right hormones to bond with her baby. Instead, they're working to train fellow new mom, Gracie, to act as a surrogate. Until then, zookeepers will continue to care for Jamila, whose name in Swahili means beautiful, and is also a nod to Dr. Jamie, who never imagined she'd bring a primate into the world. I think one thing I've learned from this is do what God has gifted you to do, use your skill set, and doors will open where you get to be a part of something miraculous and beautiful and historic. In Fort Worth, Ali Spilliards, NBC5. Oh, that was amazing, huh? Oh my goodness, beautiful baby. Well, coming up tonight on KXN, we have a new episode of Night Court starting at 7, then it's Extended Family at 7.30, followed by two hours of Quantum Leap at 8 o'clock, and then you can join us right here for KXN News at 10. You can join us an hour earlier for KXN News at 9 on CW Austin. Here's where to find us over the air or through your television provider.